Vision has just the right mix of music, inspiration and fun to kickstart your day. Rise and shine with Fel and DJ. Weekdays at breakfast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. Well, we had a little break in the traffic where we didn't get our usual Israel and Middle East update last week with Ron Ross with all of the activity of the Visionathon. But we are back for another fresh update, breaking news out of Israel and the Middle East overnight. And a special welcome back to 2020 to Ron Ross. Hi there, Neil. Ron, great to talk to you and uh, you had a nice week last week where we didn't get a, a chance to have a chat and spend some time with your grandchildren, wonderful going but uh, how are things looking overnight? Uh, what's the latest breaking news out of Israel and the Middle East? Well, the first item is a, a serious one uh, Hospitals in eastern Aleppo are out of service after recent bombardments uh, A spokesman for Doctors Without Borders said Doctors are few and medical supplies are depleted with no possibility of sending more supplies in. All hospitals in Syria's besieged rebel-held eastern Aleppo are out of service after days of heavy strikes uh, and the report comes through the World Health Organization. White House National Security Advisor Susan Rice said the United States condemned in the strongest terms the latest airstrikes against hospitals and urged Russia, an ally of Syrian President Bashar al-Assad, to take steps to halt the violence. Intense airstrikes have battered the eastern part of the city since last Tuesday when the Syrian army and its allies resumed operations after a pause. They launched ground attacks against insurgent positions on Friday. The war monitor, the Britain-based Syrian Observatory for Human Rights, said 48 people, including at least five children, had been killed in eastern Aleppo just on Saturday by dozens of airstrikes and barrel bombs and dozens of artillery rounds. That brings the number of people killed by the increased bombardment of Aleppo and the surrounding countryside over the past five days to about 180 including 97 in the city's besieged eastern sector. A serious situation. We need to continue to pray. We do, and the crisis continues there in Syria and uh, being outplayed in Aleppo. Let's turn our sights to Jerusalem. As many as almost 1,500 new housing units are being built in Jerusalem thanks to Donald Trump. Yeah, that's right. The uh, Jerusalem Planning and Building Committee uh, are scheduled to discuss next weekend uh, a plan to build 1,400 new housing units in the Ramat Shlomo neighbourhood. Uh, the units will be built on 70 dunams of land. Municipal sources say this is one of the largest projects the committee has authorised in the past several years and they put that down directly to Donald Trump. Last week, the committee's chair announced his intention of bringing building plants out of the freezer, but the current plan is actually an expansion of a previous plan to build Ramat Shlomo. Committees say Jerusalem is acting as if Trump was already president, but the issue, uh, no one knows what his policy will be. There's a feeling that whatever isn't accomplished in the next two months won't necessarily succeed later on. Even if America condemns us, 
it's not worth too much right now. We need to tell Trump very clearly Jerusalem intends to build, so they say. Jerusalem Vice Mayor Mia Tegerman told Channel 2 in Israel last week there was pressure not to go through with the plan because it was over the Green Line. They didn't allow us to build there. But in addition to the units planned for Ramat Shlomo, 2,600 units are planned for Givat Hamatos, as well as 3,000 for Gilo. So it would appear Israelis believe, with Donald Trump heading to the White House, uh, it's build, build, build. Well, I'm sure those US citizens might hope that there's some sort of an effect with the uh, Trump uh, economic uh, increases as well, as it seems to be happening there in Israel. And, of course, no secret, Ron, that uh, Donald Trump is a friend to Israel. And I note, too, that Israel's uh, Prime Minister, Benjamin Netanyahu, uh, will encourage Donald Trump to tighten sanctions on Iran. Uh, but not necessarily cut the nuclear deal. Yeah, I was reading this morning about the uh, generosity uh, of Donald Trump and his father to Israel and the Jewish people. His father was a huge benefactor, and reports out of Israel say that uh, Donald Trump has been very generous over the last 20 or 30 years in his support of uh, uh, Jewish programs. A senior Israeli official said that Benjamin Netanyahu had already talked with national security advisers uh, about the uh, Iranian situation, and he prefers that uh, Donald Trump tighten sanctions on Iran rather than go for a quick-cut break of the new deal. His concern is it may take Trump some negotiations to get other nations to remove the sanction deals that have been lifted. So it would be more effective and helpful to Israel if uh, the Trump administration tightened the sanctions. So that was the thinking behind that. And I don't know if you noticed, uh, Trump and his vice president went to church yesterday and received a standing ovation. Uh, so very different from the right to the left. Very different, that's right, and a lot of people still adjusting to that, and some young people in the United States are very emotionally trying to adjust. Uh, let's talk about uh, terror and social media, Ron. As I understand it, ISIS has published a new how-to Twitter guide. Yeah, I want to talk about this because so many people are on Twitter, uh, Islamic State's presence on social media, uh, they report from Israel, is here to stay. Uh, they talk about this new how-to guide, the Amak Media Group, which Islamic State uses to raise awareness about safe and secure Internet use, have published several graphs on its telegram. Amak's data includes some staggering statistics, namely that last month alone, 5,994 new Islamic State-linked accounts were opened, including 732 on Facebook, 5,162 on Twitter, and 100 on Telegram. So uh, if you use social media, uh, don't believe everything you read. And, Ron, let's draw some attention back to Israel and new developments around the Dead Sea are going to provide 20,000 jobs. I want to go back. Uh, if, if you're planning to go, if you've never been to the Dead Sea, plan to do it sometime after August next year. 
there's a revolution in the country, says Dov Litman, what's his name, Litvinov, head of the Tamar Regional Council. Big things are happening here. There'll be culinary and spa development, a health centre and a connection to the solarium, a new Dead Sea Mall being constructed that will provide an additional 15,000 square metres of commercial space. It's estimated 20,000 jobs will be created by this new project. The Dead Sea receives around 2 million tourists a year, and I've been one of them many times, meaning that two-thirds of the tourists who visit Israel make their way to the Dead Sea, the lowest place on Earth. This is very exciting news, and uh, as well as the great attraction that will be there forever, uh, those jobs have been created. Uh, some visitors go to th that area. It's the baptism site near Jericho, the Qumran Caves where the Dead Sea Scrolls were discovered, Masada, where people hike at En Gedi and relax in the waters. So it's a wonderful place to go, and I recommend that you plan to put it in your diary for some time after August next year. <laughs> Well, seems to be a couple of stories in the news about the economic buoyancy that's going on in Israel, Ron. And an interesting thing, of course, next year is a huge year so far as Australia-Israel relations, uh, not least of those with the 100th anniversary of the uh, charge of the light horse at Beersheba and uh, the Balfour Declaration. There's a lot of things next year. And even Benjamin Netanyahu coming to Australia, uh, that's, uh, that's in, the, uh, in the pipeline as well. Uh, interesting year ahead when it comes to Australia and Israel relations, Ron. Oh, it's, it's, it's very exciting. And uh, you see the hand of the Lord on Israel at the moment. And uh, the more we can be connected with that, the better. Well, Ron Ross, always good getting your thoughts on a Tuesday. Thanks so much for being with us again today on 2020. Thank you, Neil. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.